At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Alberta is calling. That's the message of a new $2.6 million ad campaign launched yesterday by the Alberta government targeting workers in other parts of the country, notably and especially in Toronto and Vancouver trying to encourage them uh, to give Alberta some consideration as a great place to live, a great place to find both affordability and opportunity. Well, joining us to talk about this campaign and other issues, very pleased to welcome to the program right out of the gate this morning, uh, Alberta Premier Jason Kenney joining us uh, here this morning. Premier Kenney, great to have you with us. Welcome to the program. Good morning, Rob. Great to be back. Well, and and you were front and center on this yesterday. Obviously, you know, this is an important initiative. Let's talk about, first of all, why a campaign like this is necessary. What's in it for Alberta here? Well, Rob, you know, the reason our economy has diversified so much over the past 30, 40 years has been population growth, a talented, hardworking people moving here from across Canada and around the world. Uh, during the tough economic years between about 2014 and, and COVID, uh, we were losing people most of that time. Thankfully, we've turned that around. We're, get, we're gaining more Canadians than we're by far than we're losing. We're leading the country on population growth. Uh, but it's not enough because with uh, the explosive economic growth, the lowest unemployment we've had since 2014, uh, diversification across just about every industry, businesses are right across the, the, the board reporting that their biggest challenge now in Alberta is skill and labor shortages. Uh, we're also facing the silver tsunami. You know, the uh, growing retirement of baby boomers, a lot of whom are not coming back to the workforce post-COVID. So if we're going to really embrace our economic potential, we need more uh, talented, hardworking people. We've got... um, uh, you know the cost of living here is is radically lower than than the other major Canadian uh, provinces. Uh, lowest taxes, lowest cost of living, highest incomes, uh, strongest economy. So it all makes sense to tell people uh, to give Alberta a look. To have you at the center of this, and I mean, obviously the campaign is not you know Jason Kenney's face everywhere, but you know you're on hand for the launch. You were involved in in some of the promotion of this. Does it become political at any level? I mean, how much of this is about policies that that exist or don't exist in Alberta? How how relevant is all of this? How political does it become, though, to have you involved? Well, I don't think it's it's political. I mean, one of the great things for me, for me, frankly, about my current situation, I'm not running for anything. I don't have any votes to get, Rob. Right. So, um, I mean, when somebody who's elected does anything, I suppose some cynics are going to say it's political. But uh, this is not exactly a new thing, Rob. I mean, I've been talking uh, about the, the the pending labor and skill shortages now as a critical challenge for for really the past eighteen months. And uh, have been talking about our efforts to, you know, we've been very forward leaning, for example, promote investment. I've been very involved in it. I spend, I don't think people realize this, but I probably spend uh, upwards of half of my time, uh, many days, on investment promotion. A lot of these new um, projects in Alberta, they don't just happen, Rob. They, it requires uh, effort and leadership right from the top, and that's what I've been doing, and I think we need to be involved in that in terms of attracting talented uh, new Albertans as well. 
What attracts someone to Alberta, though? Is it, is it too simple to just say lower taxes or, or more affordable housing? You know, health care, education, social programs, community. A lot of things matter to people when they're looking at, OK, this is where I want to grow a family. This is where I want to, you know, lay some roots down. What, what goes into those considerations, do you think? Well, it's going to be different for every person. And uh, it's true that in our ads, we, we you know, we're trying to be um, – grab people's attention. So we're not talking about everything under the sun. Sure. Uh, it's true that we have, I would argue, uh, they're not perfect, but the best quality public services in Canada, and we certainly have the most expensive. Uh, that can't be debated. Um, but uh, overall, I think what most folks are looking for, Rob, is a, a people living in, in other parts of the country. They're looking for a chance at having the middle-class dream, uh, being able to own a home, and uh, have a decent job and have some uh, opportunity for, for expansion, for growth, for uh, advancement. And that's, that's Alberta. I mean, this province has been, I call it the great social, the great ladder for, uh, uh, for social progress in Canada, where people have been able to move unemployed fisheries workers in Newfoundland and unemployed uh, lumber workers in BC and unemployed, uh, unemployed or underemployed factory workers in central Canada were able to move here significantly increase their their uh, uh, incomes uh, and then by the way they might move initially for economic and financial reasons but then they figure out wow the quality of life here is so much better i'm not stuck in traffic on the 401 doing the commute uh, to the toronto burbs for uh, 90 minutes or two hours every day and uh, then they tell their friends about it so i think those people when they're here are our best ambassadors and salespeople. Yeah, I think that's true. Um, you know, one, one example of, of the, the shortages we have, though, we're going to hear later on today on our program from the Alberta Medical Association talking about, well, how do we get doctors to stay? How do we convince doctors, healthcare professionals to want to come here? And that's, that's you know, a struggle that, that provinces right across the country are having right now. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, there, there's a lot that goes into, you know, some of these specific needs and, and some of these specific sectors in terms of, well, what are these, these professionals looking for? And, what, what about on that front? There are and will continue to be um, industry-specific efforts that, that we support. For example, I know that uh, Alberta Health has, for example, a promotional campaign that they're running, I think, in seven U.S. states. And um, so, yeah, and of course, different industries are always advertising. And I'm, I'll be co-op, we'll be cooperating with industry on this. You know, I remember the last time we had a... a the serious labor shortage in Alberta around 2012-13, uh, during the last boom out here, um, that I went as the federal immigration minister to Ireland with about 75 Alberta employers to an international jobs fair uh, that 10,000 people uh, attended, uh, promoting Alberta as a great place to live. And and I'll tell you what, every uh, time I'm in an Irish pub somewhere in Alberta, I, I run it. Somebody comes up to me and says, "Hey." I saw you on TV in Dublin promoting Alberta. I came over here and my family's having a great life. So um, I, I will, I'll be happy to cooperate with uh, Chambers of Commerce and, and companies uh, as we promote Alberta as the best place to live. You describe this as a good problem to have, which is probably a fair characterization, but it is a challenge. If, if we're not able to address these labor shortages, what are the implications when it comes to Alberta's productivity, Alberta's economic growth? Yeah, that, that is a very serious problem because, um, you know, we're already facing, from mom and pop restaurants uh, all the way up to, as you just said, doctors, uh, everything in between, we're, we're facing uh, serious constraints, shortages. 
that means businesses can't um, uh, grow. They can't. I, I walked past a, a restaurant the other day. There was a sign on the window saying uh, "closed tonight due to, due to staff shortage." Uh, so just imagine that on an economy-wide basis as as we continue to expand economically. Um, but, Rob, there's another thing I don't think Albertans have fully uh, appreciated yet or understood yet, which is we are on the cusp of a huge industrial boom uh, over the next few years that is going to significantly change and expand our economy in areas like petrochemicals, in uh, hydrogen, uh, in carbon capture utilization and storage, all of these linked together. Uh, we've had about 18 billion in pet cam projects announced, uh, 12 billion in hydrogen, and we're expecting a lot more, um, and potentially 30 billion or more in CCUS. These are all high tech, but also industrial jobs that require a lot of skills. And when I meet with global CEOs in those and other sectors, uh, once they've seen the, the Alberta value proposition on, on, taxes and the quality of our workforce and all of that, they say, look, our major concern is you won't have enough people for all of these major projects to build them and, and operate them at the same time. And uh, so we're, we, we might be looking somewhere else where, with a larger population. So I'm already feeling that in my um, negotiations with major investors that they're getting nervous about whether we're going to have enough people in the future. That's why we have to get on the ball right now. To quote Wayne Gretzky, we have to skate to where the puck is going. What, I mean, is there a bit of a disconnect? And, and uh, you've had some some things to say in recent days about uh, a policy you feel could make Alberta, in your words, uh, a laughing stock. Is there a disconnect between saying Alberta's a, a great place to, to live, Alberta's a, a welcoming jurisdiction, but in a few months we, we could be potentially a, a laughing stock? No, I don't think most people make their um – they're not following Alberta provincial politics and all of that, uh, but uh, you're referring to the so-called Sovereignty Act. Yes. And just to be clear, uh, that was proposed last September. I've been commenting on it publicly over the winter uh, into the spring, long before there was a, a leadership election. So I'm not commenting on a leadership election, but a proposal that is basically, Rob, it's basically Alberta separatism uh, wrapped up in a new, um, uh, in, in, in it's in, uh, separatism and drag, if you will, and it's proposing uh, to ignore the courts, uh, violate the rule of law, shred the Canadian Constitution, uh, pick and choose which laws are enforced, uh, and would cause a constitutional crisis. Uh, It would uh, be uh, kryptonite for prospective investors who would say, well, why would we come to a jurisdiction that does not respect the rule of law, the enforcement of contracts, the enforcement of the law, or the authority of the courts? Like, we're not interested in going to banana republics. And I think it would also drive people away, just like it did in Quebec when René Levesque and the separatists were elected in 1976, mm-hmm. and uh, businesses, investors, people fled the province, crashing real estate prices. I don't think that's what yeah, I know that there, there's a small number of Albertans who have always been separatists and, and, and likely always will be. That's fine. They're, they're citizens. They have a right to that view. But I think the vast majority of folks in this province are focused on a strong province with a strong economy and um, know that destabilizing uh, the economic momentum that we're experiencing in the province right now is the last thing we need. We also don't need 
to toy with ideas that, like, let's not give our other fellow provinces any ideas. If BC were to adopt this basically separatist concept and say they can ignore federal laws and not enforce court rulings, guess what? That means they can then stand in the way of the Trans Mountain Pipeline. And other provinces could too. Uh, so, as a, But right now, BC, even though their government doesn't like the pipeline, they don't like the court ruling forcing it ahead, they're respecting it. Why? Because it's called the rule of law. And I think that's, frankly, one of the draws that both Canada and Alberta have is that uh, whether, we, whether we like uh, how political decisions, what political decisions are made by elected governments or by courts, we respect them because we are more deeply committed to the foundational principle of our society, which is the rule of law. Well, it seems reasonable to me that you would, you know, speak to policy or in a way, you know, defend your record, what you did or, or chose not to do as as premier. But obviously, this is coming up in the context of a leadership race and, and you as the outgoing leader of the party are in a unique position. So how, how are you approaching then some of these these delicate matters? Well, I'm not uh, getting involved in the leadership campaign, not commenting on it, not endorsing a candidate. Um, and it'll be up for the members to decide that and up to the members to look at the candidates and their backgrounds and their uh, records and their views. Um, that doesn't mean that I, I'm no longer have views on the, the range of public policy issues that I've been, as uh, you know, uh, work, working on. Uh, for many years. So, as I say, this is a concept that was proposed um, nearly a year ago. Yeah. Uh, I was asked multiple times about it in uh, in, pub- in public forums, uh, especially over the winter into the spring. And my, I'm just restating my my view on that. Uh, the only difference is I'm, I've been quoting from a leading conservative constitutional authority, Howard Anglin, uh, in his very thoughtful article on this, where he refers to the Sovereignty Act as the Alberta Suicide Act. Well, yeah, I, I would concur with that assessment. We'll leave it there for now. By the way, more on this campaign at albertaiscalling.ca. Premier Jason Kenney, thank you so much for making some time for us hey, here today. Hey, Robert, I would invite your listeners to uh, to send the, a link to the website to their friends in the, in the rest of Canada and tell them uh, that Alberta's calling. Absolutely. All right, Premier Kenney, all the best. Thanks again. Cheers.